Hello and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. I've just picked the worst fucking time ever to eat a Terry's chocolate orange. I've got Oscar <laughs> with me. Hello. <laughs> all right, mate. Yeah, you're right. What a start. <laughs> what a start. It's only downhill from here, lads. Oh, do that. <laughs> I had a notebook, notebook somewhere, but I've forgotten it. So, I think I had Oscar George, Star Wars fanatic, Disney enthusiast, former musician, dog lover, and genuinely just up for a good time. That pretty, yeah, I'd say that pretty much sums me up. Is there anything I missed? Um, I don't know. I, I, does Star Wars come under the Disney bubble now? I suppose that's yeah, sort of like one in the same, isn't it? But yeah, I'm, yeah that's true. Big old Star Wars fan. Um, nice. Other than that, no, I'm just a waste of space. So you got fill, that right. Fill your boots, mate. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Right. So once again, I forgot my notebook. I'm going to go get it in a bit. Um, I'm going to do about a 30 minute segment, um, and then I'll re-add you, Oscar, because Anchor is a bit weird and wonderful at the moment with a uh, recording. Okay. So I'll try and grab the notebook after the first half. Um, so obviously elephant in the room at the moment, everyone, you know, is having to deal with it one way or another. How's, uh, how's COVID been for you? Do you know what honestly, mate? It's, I was saying this the other day, it's actually been all right because yeah. none of my family have been outwardly impacted by it. I think the worst, worst thing we've had to deal with is sort of not seeing parents where i'm, I'm yeah. quite close with my parents chelsea's quite close with her parents as well so the fact that we haven't sort of seen them properly um yeah but i've, I've worked every day chelsea's working from home i think that's sort of been a, probably more of a struggle than anything but yeah for me it almost just feels like everything's the same just works a bit quieter which is quite nice yeah. fair enough you're enjoying all the the peace and quiet yeah i mean obviously because we're in a lockdown now there are, there are some days where um I'll just say out there. I work in a, a building society, so you get your your old people with their passbooks, yeah. but you just think like they get their interest made up. Because obviously, when you have a passbook, you can't see what your balance is until you physically come into the branch. So you get these people that are like eighty plus, and they're like, "Oh, well, I shouldn't really be out. I've got lung cancer. Can you put this three pound fifty interest in my blue book, please?" And you just think, <laughs> "What is your fucking problem?" <laughs> like, I just think like. Yeah. Is it worth risking your life for for like 0.01% interest? But I, you know, people, <laughs> creatures of habits, aren't they? So you can't yeah, really stop them. Yeah, it's funny what um, people seem to want to do even in this situation. Yeah, they we um, pretend that it's not a problem. Yeah, nationwide, very much an approach of, um, you know, when it was the first lockdown, it was if it's an essen- if it's not an essential transaction, we're not going to let you in the branch, basically. And now they've kind of gone to the third lockdown. They've changed that approach and gone, <clears throat> it's essential if the customer's cho- chosen to left the house for it. Right. Okay. Huh. So essentially, anyone anyone can decide what is essential, which I yeah. think is ridiculous because if you're not setting boundaries of what is deemed as yeah. essential or not, then people are just going to take the piss with it, which is, you know, we've seen happen for the past... <laughs> what 10 <Yeah>. months <laughs> it's been so long now yeah 10 months yeah 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 i find like i don't mind talking about it now and then on here but um i do find it, it gets quite negative quite quick 
Yeah, um, definitely. Everyone's going through different circumstances and different scenarios and, you know, I, I can imagine like being alone, being single at the moment and like having, mm. a house, you know, not having a kid and stuff like that. It must be quite lonely. Um, obviously yeah, definitely. You're, you're in a high risk category, but no one even wants to see you. <laughs> well, like, yeah, but it, it's just because they don't want to kill you. So there's like, it's yeah. like a, it's a bit sweet, yeah. isn't it really? Yeah. It's like a, approaching a monkey with a shotgun to try and disarm it. <laughs> you just wouldn't fucking do it, would you? <laughs> brilliant the next couple of questions i've got are a bit different so we've got actually we'll do the new one that i've piloted just for you because you're special oh thanks what is (laughs) your funniest childhood slash school memory shit um i think it's a good one i i went i always get this reaction i went to a private school i went to a boarding school in yeovil um so when you like put all these 13 15 16 year old boys in like a dorm room together basically or like a, a, a house together you have to get your frustrations out one way or another so we used to do um dorm raids where we would basically fill our pillowcases full of shoes <laughs> just like boot in another doors uh dorm's doors at like one in the morning and just beat the shit out of someone with a with a pillowcase full of shoes <laughs> like but just stuff like things like that was probably the best memory yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, at yeah. boarding school i think you definitely make the best of a bad situation with it but yeah you used to just um sneak out your dorm at like stupid o'clock in the morning to like go for cigarettes or like beat someone yeah. up with a shoe or just things like that i, I suppose that's probably the best memory that's a bit, that's a bit of a naff one i'm sorry ben <laughs> that's right. I, I don't have very good memories from school i was, uh, I was yeah. a yeah aw- awfully fat Fine. curly haired boy yeah, my school was a bit weird. Um, I've mentioned on another podcast previously, I can't remember which one it was now, it might have been Ross, um, that I was in a playground once with all the, the kids, obviously. Uh, it's worth mentioning that I was a kid as well at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh dear, time to get cancelled. Um, yeah, so um, we were playing in the playground probably about 60 of us in total like all the years all meshing together and mixing together and this dog burst into school like it climbed like a fence i think and everyone just completely lost it and it was just uh it was just a weird time weird time to be alive but yeah um some of the teachers we had at school were quite questionable who was your uh, Who was your favourite teacher? My screen locked. I need to oh, right. change the setting. So yeah, okay, fine. Um, favourite teacher? Cool. I tell you what, I actually had some scandals at my school. I had a, a teacher called Doctor Hancock. Obviously, the name itself is <laughs> 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 awful. He um. <laughs> So he, um, this is the worst bit. He used to put uh, kids to bed. He used to put the little kids to bed, like uh, probably like the year, fuck, year twos maybe, like the really young kids. And uh, he he basically turned up to be um, a kiddie fiddler. He um, he had pictures on his laptop and things like that of children. 
But um, so yeah, yeah. He, he got sacked. But obviously, he used to put the, the kids to bed, and they like found like kids' underwear in his, his dorm room and stuff like that. He was a real fucking sick bastard. Um, <laughs> but he he was like he was like four four and a half foot tall. He was in, I think he might have been legally classed as a midget, but he he was bold yeah. and he looked like a little baby bird, like a little baby bird without feathers. Can you imagine it? They're they're like beaks. He had a big old yeah, nose, yeah. and he had probably about shoulder length grey hair but it was bold on top so he was just like this mess of a man and he used to follow you around and he spoke like like that so you would hear his voice like across the school he'd be like don't do that but yeah I um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was a dodgy one and he, he got caught out um, yeah so that's probably the only I say funny just, teacher story just to spin that around quickly, make a bit of a positive situation. Shout out to my uh, maths teacher, Mr. Johnston, if he ever listens to this, which I highly doubt. <laughs> At this rate, we're nine minutes in and we're probably going to get cancelled, thanks to Oscar. So, uh, <laughs> I can't. This, this footage won't even see a light of day. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Yeah, Mr. Johnson, he, he uh, stayed behind every day at school. Um, and you could tell, like, I don't know. We'll obviously go into this in a minute with you, Oscar, but um, you could tell that he really wanted us to like pass and genuinely like succeed. Yeah. And um, I think he was from the RAF, if I remember correctly. So he was quite sort of disciplined and he was very much like, you know, if you're here to work, then I'll meet you in the middle kind of thing. Because some of the teachers I had were like complete, like sort of, um, what's it like? Chuckle Brothers, sort of everyone just wanted to be your mate. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't how you teach people. Like, you've got to sort of get to their level and try and uh, reward them for good behaviour and condemn them for bad behaviour. Yeah. But yeah, Mr. Johnson single-handedly got me a C in maths because I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Still don't. So, uh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Did you have a teacher like that? I did, yeah. Do you know what his name? I, I still remember to this day, Mr. Deer, Harry Deer. He, um, so as I said, it was, it was a boarding school and he, he literally lived on the school grounds. Yeah. But I remember he um he used to turn up about I mean this is probably not related to your story. You were saying about a teacher that's really encouraging. Mr. Deer encouraged yeah. me, but he did wasn't the best at it. So he used to um turn up to the lessons like fifteen minutes late and I'm I'm pretty sure he would he would be drunk and uh he would teach you about ten minutes worth and he'd be like I'll nip to my house and get everyone a bag of Harry Bows for being so well behaved. And he used to yeah, yeah. he used to just disappear for like forty minutes. And you would you would <laughs> you wouldn't see him for the rest of the lesson, and uh, oh my but he was just yeah. he, he, he was just coming. He he honestly looked like Donald Trump a little bit. Yeah. If I the best way to describe it, he's quite a large bloke. Um, yeah. Uh, honestly, but he he really like he really helped me out. He wasn't the most conventional, but he really helped me out. He um he died a few years ago, unfortunately, which is is quite sad. Um, All right. Yeah. But yeah, I remember he was one that I always sort of could could um turn to yeah. yeah 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 i think it's important to have people like that in your life especially at school where everyone's like your age and you kind of just i don't know you kind of like egg people on and you get egged on like oh i bet you won't throw a shoe for a window like do you know what i mean that sort of crazy peer pressure world of like trying to discover who you are yeah and all that sort of stuff so at the same time as you're meant to be sort of succeeding and getting the job and like knowing what job you want and all that sort of stuff i didn't have a clue at school what i was doing no like at one point i was absolutely dead set on becoming a driving instructor and i was like eight years old <laughs> but, 
the driving test first. Like, yeah, it's just it's weird. Like, oh, you should definitely do this, and I'm like, I, I don't know what that is, and they're like, yeah, but you should do it, and I'm just like, oh. I I do think that every almost every sane person that's grown up will look back at their years of school in childhood and like you know when your parents that typical oh you know best years of your life once you're out of school that's it you know I honestly I I used to say to myself I know you say that man but I'm probably not the only person in the world that doesn't affect it honestly I fucking I miss school I miss sort of I mean I don't miss everything about it like I said I, I wasn't I was like bully bait if you like I was fat and had curly hair so I was like I was quite greasy as well, so I'd like get pinned down and fucking yeah. have my head kicked in on like a weekly basis. But like, it was just quite nice floating around, not really having to. Yeah, you know, mm. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It's a weird one. Yeah, completely careless, carefree, carefree. Yeah, yeah, just whatever. Like no dependencies, no dog to feed. All that. Yeah, sort of I stuff. got fucking like paying my mortgage every month when I was in school. My biggest worry was. Oh shit! I've only brought five pairs of pants to school, and I've got six days. I could wear like the same pair twice, or like. And your teacher's nicked one. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Right, let's get off this because this is gonna get pretty nasty otherwise. Um. So obviously, you used to be in a band in the past. Yeah. Um. This applies to this band, or it just applies to anything in general, really. What's the uh? What's the best gig you've ever been to, Oscar? Or played. Oh, okay, fine. Um, I would definitely say the best gig as as Flames Rise as Flames Rise played when I was with them was the um, our Hollow Our Home album release show in Joiners. Um, because yeah, I think that uh, realistically, I mean, AFI have been going for like eight years now. I think maybe even a bit yeah. more. But I remember that's the first time where like. Uh, the room had sort of packed out for like the first support band. The room was really busy. People were singing along. We played some new songs and people were just genuinely losing their, their fucking mind. But I just remember it was a really packed out room. And I just remember it was the first time I almost felt the energy of the crowd sort of push me along a little bit. And that was, that was a really, that's a really cool feeling, man. I, 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 yeah. I always used to say that if you aren't nervous to play a show, it's just because you don't care, I think. And I, that's probably like a, a pretty blasé or like extreme view for it. But I, I genuinely used to yeah. get so nervous every time I'd step on a stage. And I feel like that is what obviously got me through where yeah. if you're not nervous for it, it's because you almost have nothing to lose. You're nervous. You're not nervous because there's nothing for you to lose. There's no like kickback for you. So I feel like because you you really feel it and you want to be like, you know, I, I want to come off like a good impression. But that was one of those shows yeah. where I was like, this is it, lads. This is We've got to fucking smash it. Yeah, I get that. I know what you mean. What about um, bands that you weren't in? Bands I weren't in. There's not many that I wasn't in, mate. I'm in a, <laughs> a famous musician. Um, do you know what? I, I think there's a series of gigs that I went to <clears throat> in um, March 2018. We saw, I saw All Time Lows, my favourite band, obviously. You know this. Um, yeah. We saw them for three shows. We went to Cardiff, Birmingham and London. So it was three shows in a row. The day before we saw a band called Tonight Alive in Bristol. So we did like Bristol, Cardiff, Birmingham, London. Um, and it was me and Chelsea. And I remember it was like, we just went out on the road, stayed in hotels, 
but it was just like a really good experience. All the shows were amazing. Um, it was like, a, when was it? It was March 2018. So I think we just had snow in the UK as well. And everything felt yeah. really like magical. But yeah, so we, we, we did um, Cardiff on the first day, stayed over, drove to Birmingham. But we met them because um, I'm part of the All Time Lows fan club, the Hustler Club. We met them at two of the three shows. Um, and then on the third day, I think this is what sold for me. On the third day, the bass player, Zach Merrick, All Time Low, um, when he, they finished their set, he jumped off the stage and, you know, he's walking along the barrier like, giving picks and set this out and I leaned over and I was like Zach like I was quite far away um and he, he clocked yes. me made eye contact he walked down the barrier pretty much past everyone that he was with um gave me a hug and was like good to see you again mate and put a guitar pick in my hand and I think that was like that sealed the deal for me then I was like oh man this is this was a fucking cool little weekend of shows yeah. that's cool yeah yeah it's nice when you um, get acknowledged by your uh, favourite band, isn't it? Yeah, I they always say that so, saying, "Meet your hit, never meet your heroes." But um, yeah, yeah, I'm fully against that to be honest, because I've I've met so many musicians yeah. and so many like people that I look up to, and they've all been really nice. Yeah, definitely. there's been a couple that have been like a bit up their own ass, but majority of them have genuinely been up for it. I genuinely, I honestly would be the most up your ass person you'd ever met in your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you'd come up to me and I'd be like, oh, this is one of these fucking like. It's one of these dweebs. Make a wish kids that's fucking slipped the net, <laughs> fucking causing shit. Nice. <laughs> I gotta say, one of the uh, gigs that you went to recently, actually two, 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 two gigs. Um, I'm quite jealous, to be honest, of this. You saw Eminem at Wembley. Yes, yeah. And for that, you can fuck right off, because <laughs> I've been a fan of Eminem for, uh, oh, God, pretty much his entire uh, career, really. That was, but, yeah, how was that? Honestly, it was really cool. I do, I, I uh, you know, I love all types of music. Eminem, again, as you say, he's that, like, childhood kind of, everyone knows, like, Rosalind yeah. Shady. You know, um, but when he played his like bangers, he only played like the first verse and maybe the chorus of it. So oh, right. I feel like he kind of knows that's what people are there for and isn't almost like a this is a great hit show, which was quite cool because yeah. I actually he played a lot of songs that I never listened to off his albums that weren't yeah. singles or, and I thought that was quite like a. I hmm. heard a few songs. I was like, "Oh shit, you know what? that's actually a pretty decent song." Yeah, um, it sounds really like what's the word? It makes me sound like I'm like a fake fan, but again, it's one of those things, isn't it? When you're a fan of someone that you're when you're a kid, like Eminem was just he had all like the big hits, the hard hitters. So when you yeah, go and did. see them, and there's all like, these like fillers in the set as well yeah, that not yeah. everyone knows the words to. But yeah, honestly, he was he was wicked. He was it was a bucket list sort of artist to see yeah he's old now he is fucking old yeah he had all this <laughs> shit with machine gun kelly didn't he i I do feel like the fact that he keeps bringing up machine gun kelly and stuff like this it is, yeah. it is a bit like come on mate you're like 50 years old but i'm not saying yeah. that because i like machine gun kelly I, I i think he's a bell end but um ironically yeah. <laughs> his i can't yeah i can't agree more with that i've heard that from so many people there's a uh, YouTuber I watch religiously called Jack. I, I know the story. Yeah, <laughs> I know and, the story. Yeah. It's like 
he can really genuinely write songs though. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to meet him because um, he did a Logan Paul's podcast. It was like the hundredth episode, and he seemed like a bit of a knobhead then. Yeah, I but I was, um, he was like the special guest and that stuff. But yeah, I, I think he can write a song though. I'll give him that. His newest album was easily in my top ten of last year. Tickets to my downfall. That was yeah. that was like proper classic early two thousands pop punk, but it was yeah. had his twist on it as well. But that was sick. Mm. But yeah, as a person, I think he's a bell end, and I think his um, other music is less than desirable. Um, he's he's done a lot of collabs though. He's done a lot of um, songs with Youngblood, Travis Barker as well. Yeah, I think Youngblood's starting to really like get some serious traction now. I think he's just recently released a number one album. Yeah, I, again, I'm not I'm not a big fan of Youngblood. Fair enough. Um, my brother is, Fair but he's into shit music, so it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> but Jacob's in it. Jacob George. Yeah, Jacob George. Yeah. Um, One and only. Yeah. He's he is the type of person where literally he will listen to any music and he'll be like, "This is the fucking sickest thing I've ever heard." Where like, <laughs> it, like I mean, like talking like drag queen music, you know, pop, drum and bass, jungle. And like metal, yeah. hardcore, black metal. He's genuinely the type of person that will listen to anything and be like, yeah, it's fucking decent. Where like, yeah. I like to say I listen to all types of music, but I am a bit of a snob. I, I won't listen to drum and bass, but I do think I've got a pretty like eclectic taste. Um, yeah, I get what you mean. But yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get him on actually. I'm, I'll have to uh, reconnect with him because that's what this is all about really, is just reconnecting with people, finding out what they've been up to really, I suppose. Um. Yeah, so the second band I wanted to mention that I'm jealous of you seeing is uh, Fever 333. Fuck yeah. Because they look like they would properly ruin your life live. <laughs> yeah, we... Um, yeah. I used to be a massive fan of Let Live. Um, yeah. Jason Butler, I think he's... He's, he's insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we, we saw Bring Me in France when we went to Disneyland Paris. Um Oh, right. Yeah, okay. funny enough, we, we got tickets to see them in Le Zenith in Paris City. Um, this was just after they released uh, Mantra. So Ammo hadn't come out yet. The album Anime, Ammo hadn't come out. They just released Mantra. So we, yeah. we, we were going to Disneyland. and We were like, oh, we've got to get tickets. We're in France at the same time. And um, yeah, they were announced to support Act Fever. But they, they like <clears throat> blew my mind because I already had the EP Made in America at this point. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but they were that was like typically a moment where from where I could see we were we were sort of sat up a little bit, you could look around. Not many people were singing along. I didn't know like people knew them very well. But yeah, you know, he was just coming out like jumping in the crowd, like standing on the crowd, yeah. getting surfed to the other end of the arena. They were throwing yeah. like kick drums and shit like that and just throwing themselves yeah. around. I just remember thinking like this is the sickest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Um, these are definitely worth uh, paying attention to uh, as they progress i suppose like 100 and it's it's music with a meaning yeah. isn't it like all of fever's songs yeah definitely it's um definitely you know very passionate yeah definitely i think um yeah. that makes it almost like a hundred times more impactful isn't it when you when you hear an artist and when they're singing yeah. about things that you know they've been through or like it's yeah, very yeah. reflective of current situations it is yeah. like shit. This means something, you know. This is serious. Um, but... Yeah, it's not just about the catchy chorus. It's about genuinely meaning every letter of every word. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I think they've fever of nailed it because they're yeah. not too preachy. But it's like you know, if you mm. fucking listen to what they're saying, 
it is like yeah. shit this is this is serious yeah might have to get Jason on here yes I'll, um, I'll shoot him <laughs> a message on Instagram yeah mate <laughs> <laughs> now that you're verified <laughs> of your tick yeah, right. <laughs> mental right um, we're at 24 minutes so what I'm going to do is I'm going to re-add you okay this is this is a trade secret so uh, it will be seamless but now that I've mentioned it it won't be seamless so I'll, uh, I'll send you a new link in a sec and we'll go through the worst band you've ever seen live and potentially the worst gig you've ever played. Okay, nice. I'll speak to you in a sec. Welcome back. We're back, baby. We're back. So, worst band you've ever seen and worst gig you've ever played yourself. Do you know what? I had a, a really hard think about this because I was genuinely trying to think of a time that I've, I've seen a band that was... um shit and i i yeah i can think of two and uh i don't think they're great either so the first one is not so much uh, the worst band it's like an honorary mention i saw a day to remember in portsmouth when that guy jumped off the balcony and they cut that oh, set yeah. halfway through yeah um that was a pretty shit moment because they're like I, they that was after they released common courtesy and that was like again that's like you know one of my top 10 albums of of all time so seeing them live was like oh it's gonna be fucking wicked and yeah like i think like eight songs in someone jumped off a balcony and they had to shut stop the gig so i think gig experience that's probably the worst one worst band i've seen live it's i'm gonna say black veil brides and um because i brought tickets to see to see them when um do you have you heard of drugs destroy a build until god shows yes so yeah i basically brought tickets because they were support act uh again drugs they only were around for like what two years they released one album um but that album is is like my holy grail it's like one of the best albums ever written in my opinion um yeah so yeah when they they did uk shows i was like i've I've got to fucking go i'm pretty sure they only ever played like five uk shows in their entire entire turn as a band Mm -hmm. and they spotted black bar brides who were like my most hated band i think they still are to be fair I, i can't stand them honestly yeah um and yeah, as soon as drugs finished, um, I was, I was like, we should just fucking go. I don't watch Black Veil Brides, um, and I think we watched like two minutes of their set. And Andy, what's his name? And Andy Six or Andy Black? What's his? I can't remember what it is. Yeah, he Andy came Black. out and all. He came yeah. out and his all his like PVC and drag makeup, and I was just like. Ah, mm. oh, honestly, mate, it's just fucking so like cringe, isn't it? And. Yeah all the little fangirls there like crying yeah. along to him i just think like this isn't music this is showmanship isn't it like yeah yeah and i get that's part of it you want to put on a show like my chemical romance did it with like the black parade and everything but it wasn't fucking gay or corny <laughs> it was it was really well done so that's probably yeah. for no other reason other than i hate black veil brides that's probably the worst gig yeah. i've ever been to just to add to that i think there is a fine line between um sort of singing at people and singing with people in regards to like costumes and stuff yeah um, i mentioned in my podcast with andy branch that the worst band i've ever seen is alice cooper and it okay. was because I, I felt like i was literally watching like a pantomime and i wasn't really involved in it. <laughs> like, there was a bit where he like cut his own head off and he like hung himself and i was just like what the fuck is this like this is just this is like alice cooper's as, it, as if he was watching his own show yeah, you know what I mean? 
just sometimes it just doesn't quite hit. I yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like who's that? Isn't it Guar? And they're really like yeah. over the top and they shoot fake blood. I've never yeah. really listened to Guar. Yeah. It's not my type of music. But um, again, I feel like that would be more like watching a mm. a show as opposed to a, a concert. I you know that like you say that fine line. It's almost a bit of a parody of music as opposed to you're here to see music. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, right. So, uh, worst band, worst gig. Sorry that you've played. If you've got one, you don't have to say one. Uh oh. Okay, I got one. Um, when AFR played, we played. Oh, must be. I think it was. No, it wasn't Basingstoke, Andover, or something. We played somewhere we'd never played before. It was over the weekend with End of Days, and I remember no, no one turned up basically, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, we we all just got fucked beyond belief, and um, <laughs> we were just like running around the place. Like they had a smoking area outside with tables, and I had a wireless microphone, and I just ended up spending half the set like running around outside in the smoking area, screaming. Um, and then I like climbed the bar, and the woman was like, "Get down!" And I was like, "It's all right, I'm part of the band." <laughs> like <laughs> that fucking Jesus. that attitude. Of, it's okay. It's all right, Andy. It's just bolognese. Um, <laughs> I was like, nice. I do what I want type thing, but yeah, I remember it. I I, I don't think we sounded bad, but um, mm. but I think End yeah, of Days did the same thing as well. It, it was sort of both of us were just like we were coming on stage for their set, they were coming on stage for our set. But that, yeah, yeah, that was that was a good laugh. But as a gear goes, it was fucking yeah. awful. It's shit when you like travel somewhere significant and you play to the other band that you're supporting, isn't it? I don't think there's ever like a situation where that's a good gig. Yeah. Um, practice, obviously, you know, it's whatever. It's a good opportunity to tighten your setup and stuff, but you kind of want one person in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, seriously. What, come on. One experience I remember is we played, this is probably like the second whiskey we've ever played. It was somewhere yeah. in Wales, like fucking arse end of Wales. Yeah. And um, it was us and a band called The Forgotten Age. And there was another band that pulled out. But we basically, it was like a pub, like a family run pub. And they were having a carvery. And we went to load in with all our gear. And she was like, carvery's on till four. I can't load in till after then. So we're like, all right, fine. So we like put all our stuff back in the van. And this fucking woman was just dogging us out because we were trying to get in while she was serving a carvery. Yeah. Anyway, there's this massive fucking function room in the back. This is where we set up and we played. It was a proper legit stage and everything. It was, as far as venues go, it was pretty decent. Anyway, the band The Forgotten Age was supporting us. And um, halfway through their set, <clears throat> they were like, everyone stick around for Ashton's Rise. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things like when you, you play to your audience, but like they would, they would say the same things every set at the same time. Yeah. So they've obviously like worked out what their stage keys would be. Keys would be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and they did this proper dramatic, like, everyone, stay for us, Rain's Rise, check them out. And it was yeah. just the sound guy picking his nose, and he's like, no. He <laughs> 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 just drove off. <laughs> so um, we didn't even play. We didn't even play. Oh. We went We went home. We were, Literally, the Forgotten Age finished playing, and we were like, right, lads, I think we're going to call it a night. <laughs> like, it was just said there was no fucking point. You don't want to blow your throat out for no one, do you? Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just to uh, clarify, Oscar's a singer. Um, yeah. I always yeah. forget what people do in bands when I, I 
I get a lot of people on here that are like former musicians and I never really sort of go into detail as to what they do. Obviously a musician can be a drummer, a bassist, guitarist, singer, all that stuff. I suppose keyboard player if you're an absolute nerd. If you're a fucking virgin. Exactly. But yeah, um, just on that quickly, this isn't the worst gig I've ever played by any stretch of the imagination, but I remember um, covering for Laurie um, at Cobblestones in Bridgewater, I think it was. Oh yeah? And that gig was fucking mental. I remember uh, people going absolutely crazy for uh, AFR. Cobblestones is a good venue, man. Like I, I think the trouble is, it was played too much. I think we played it like every other week. It was almost like our second local. Um, you mean? And I think yeah, it just gets old, doesn't it? I remember Matty bigging me up, saying, "Uh, like this guy's just learned our set in like a week." And I was like, mate, I've been practicing your set for like four months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Off, like off the stage, everyone was like, mate, you're incredible. You're such a good bassist. You learned the set so quickly. Like, I was Can like, you teach me the set. <laughs> just, it's just open notes, guys. It's not that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember you you were there. Uh, there. I think there was a point where you accidentally headbutted uh, one of my uh, guitars. Because you, you go mental life, don't you? Yeah, I like to think so. Um... you just watch like again growing up like in the sort of type of music that we're into mainly you see these front men like jason butler and you got craig owens and shit like that just going fucking mental and really giving it all and i just like you just want to embody it don't you when when you're doing it yeah i always thought there'd be nothing cooler than doing backflips like the lighting rigs on stage yeah um but i just can't backflip so I remember seeing uh, the gallows and Yeovil, Frank Carter. He's just completely like off his face the entire time. Like, there was a video just... on YouTube of he was getting his fucking head kicked in, wouldn't he? He's like, they're at a yeah. festival and he's like telling people to come on stage and kick his head in. Oh my God. What? It's fucking, honestly, it's brutal. And that this guy literally grabs him by the ankles and fucking yeah. pulls him off the stage. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. When was that? God, I don't know. 2000. Nine, ten. I don't even know when the guys were like in their prime. Mm. Um, no, it couldn't have been before that. Probably like two thousand six or something. But yeah, he would just yeah. get people on stage to fucking kick his head in. I remember me and my mate Niall. It was literally as like Orchestra of Wolves came out. Wolves, not with a R, with a W, like John Niall... from Watts. Was it Niall Rogers? Niall... No, Niall Harrison, my mate. Mm. He's like, I've just passed my driving test. I've got the shittest car going. I've got like a Fiat Cinchento. And I've just booked tickets to Westlands in Yeovil to go see the Gallows. And I've got a spare ticket. And I was like, mate, come and pick me up right now. And we just <laughs> went to go see him. And Frank Carter was outside the venue, like chilling out. And he genuinely seemed like a really sort of down to earth person. And then obviously they played like live. And it was just like, oh my God, like someone's going to die in this this venue. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Because that was like kind of like their peak. Yeah. Orchestra of Wolves was like probably their sort of most solid album. And there was Great Britain as well, wasn't there? Yeah. But yeah, they were good album. crazy. Good times. Yeovil used to be amazing for gigs. It really did. It used <laughs> to be awesome. Yeah, oh, I saw cool. Inmi there. I Who saw Bring see? Me the Horizon. Bring Me the Horizon in the Orange Box in 2006 and 2007, I think. Yeah. Like a 200 cap venue, I think it was just after they released Suicide Season. And it was fucking oh my god, garbage. I saw all time low at the orange box, all time low, 
they covered Damn It by Blink-182. And Umbrella, yeah, I was there. They covered uh, Umbrella yeah. by Rihanna. I saw um, Cobra Starship at the Orange Box. I saw A Day that? to Remember. Yeah, Cobra Starship, I remember them. Good girls go bad. Yeah, that was it. Uh, um, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Red Jumpsuit, yeah. Yeah, I saw A Day to Remember at the Orange Box. Who else? Um, saw Yumi at Six. Yumi at Six, Forever the Sickest Kids, Mayday Parade. Yeah, like All Time Low and Yumi at Six now play like stadiums. Yeah. And I saw them in like a hundred capacity venue. That's mental, isn't it? Like just the growth of how it can completely take off at any given moment. I've heard you being good though, really, doesn't it? And writing decent stuff. Like you can have shit hot management and stuff, but if you're not writing good stuff, then you become a bit of a one it wonder, don't you? Yeah. Or in in most people's cases, they don't even get that one hit, but um I think it's quite easy to yeah. stay in that rut of a one-hit wonder, isn't it? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we had a few down here in Weymouth um, in the hourglass days. Sort of had to explain to people that you know, I don't know. I, I'm not like trying to slag any bands off in this or anything, but like I remember Hadouken. Oh, we, like, mate. We had to genuinely try our best to like sell tickets to that because a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, I didn't even realize it was still going," and then the whole thing sold out, and I was just like, "Well." Like, if you're not going to go, someone is, you know. Yeah. yeah it's good, good fun. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> what, else what else have we got? So we've got... Spoke about COVID. We've talked a lot about music. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. This is my my comedian line of the show, Oscar. Bear with me okay. on this. Go on, a bank of drugs, right? I did, yeah. So when they finish, are they on a come down? Can I just leave this podcast? This is fucking... Yeah, do it. I, I, I didn't sign up for this shit. Oscar is offline. <laughs> Oscar is on Do Not Disturb and cannot be contacted. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, good, mate. That was good. About? Yeah. Um, do you still sing? Um, I've done a couple of... Nothing proper. Me and Simon, Simon Dean. Do you know Simon Dean? I do. Very well. Vegan oh. Simon. Um, Vegan Simon, of course. We wrote a couple of things. Uh, I went to Jack Woods. We we were once we recorded like little tidbits. Um, that was more like singing. I think I had this moment where I was like, I don't want to scream anymore. I want to be a singer. I want to sing. Yeah. Like I was really like going for this like pop punk, but I feel like you don't, you know, just don't stick with what you're good at. And I can't sing very well. But mm. I can, I think, without sounding big-headed, I think I can scream quite well. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I kind of had this this moment where I went from, you know, I want to get out of the metal scene and I want to get more into like a day to remember type stuff, but I can't do the singing. Um, and I just yeah. thought, oh, fuck it, what's the point of fighting it? And I'll just like channel my inner like wage war and things like that. So. Um, yeah, I think I watched a video of you doing wage war. Yeah, I've um, I think you, you cleared out your entire front room. <laughs> You're going absolutely mental. You're like jumping up and down on the sofa. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what I've yeah. done is recorded covers of me at home. Like, I did it, yeah. it's when we were in the flat as well, and I did like a slipknot cover and fucking Brilliant. turn it up so loud. And like in the video, Chelsea comes in halfway and she's like, Turn it down, it's too loud. And I'm like, fucking singing, spit it out. <laughs> Like, hanging off the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. 
This isn't too loud. No. Sorry, love. You just turn it from like eight to seven, and she shouts when you turn it to sixty. They just had like a newborn baby downstairs, and I'm like screaming, spit it out in its face. Brilliant, brilliant. I think um, a band that is definitely worth checking out for you um, is about the whole singing, screaming thing. Um, I kind of realised these existed after I checked out Periphery. There's a guy in Periphery called Spencer who's a singer, and he absolutely nails the clean and dirty singing within like seconds of each other. There's a guy that I've actually got on, a bit of an announcement, in uh, I think it's March or April, called um, Robin Adams. And he's a singer of a band called Red Seas Fire. And I have no idea how he does it. Obviously, I'll talk to him about it. But he just absolutely nails the dirty to clean singing thing. Yeah. Within like one breath. (coughs) I don't know how you do that. That's absolutely insane. So I'll uh, I'll send you some links after this. But um, unfortunately, Red Seas Fire aren't going anymore. But um, they released three really, really solid EPs and like sort of mini album. So they're worth checking out. They're all on like Deezer and Spotify and all that sort of stuff. If you wanted to have a listen. Yeah, mate. Honestly, anything like that, I'm I'm game for it. I'll I'll listen to anything. I just I feel like it almost annoys me that I'm not as good as these people. And I just think, what have I done wrong? Why Mm. why has God cursed me with this flat singing voice? It's better than not being able to do anything, though, isn't it? That's yeah, when you so become a drummer, isn't it? Yeah, or a keyboard player. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or you become the uh, clown in Slipknot. Fucking keg <laughs> with a baseball bat. Just goes around smashing stuff up. Yeah, brilliant. Um, something that I actually wanted to mention to you that I've just remembered was uh, when you passed your driving test. I was speaking about my mate passing his driving test earlier and going to Yeovil and stuff. And I remember you had a, correct me if I'm wrong, it was a green Citroen Saxo? Was no, it, it was a Peugeot 106 Key okay. Largo edition. Yeah. I remember you literally becoming the most popular person in Weymouth in like one day, and everyone was absolutely milking you for your car. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do this. Like, yeah, go on. I used to do the drive through drive through at McDonald's like four times a day, and they would like, with like each with a different group of friends. Yeah. And they, they, I'd pull up and they'd be like, when you here like, 20 minutes ago with like four other fatties and I was like mm, don't think so <laughs> no, you've got a moustache on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like almost like they were going like, to arrest me bowl, like a bowler hat and like a fucking yeah, clown nose clown nose <laughs> I but think I, um, um, we had uh, Ant McGailey on the podcast quite a while back now yeah and uh, you were in a band with him called We Who Dare weren't you I was yeah and the amount of stuff your car had to carry, it was like a free trip venture most of the time, wasn't it? We drove, we did a gig in Yeovil, yeah. And I'm pretty sure we packed so much shit into my car that um, it was dragging on the floor the whole time. Like, oh I swear God. there was sparks coming from the back of the car. Yeah. Like, I mean, Yeovil's a shit drive anyway, because it's all uphill, isn't it? It's just a um, straight isn't it, basically, Yeovil. Oh, mate, it's so bad. But yeah, yeah. yeah sparks flying everywhere. Oh, we barely got in. I'm pretty sure, like, Ant had to have a cab on his leg or something like that. Like, he had to have a fucking guitar cab on his lap. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. Because, you know, we could get it in. But, oh, yeah. God. I remember, um, my... Oh, God, you're going to laugh at this, aren't you? I know what you're like. Oh, God. Desert Rose. Whatever. 
I still Remember find you... Desert Rose guitar picks like everywhere I go. <laughs> it's like a disease. Fucking... Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> oh dear, they're coming out of my mouth. Brilliant. Um, we played the Forest of Dean, which is near uh, sort of Newport, Wales area. And um, they're exactly what you're describing of like having loads of stuff in the back of the car and putting people out basically. So there was uh, someone sat in the middle of the um, the back seat of the car and my uh, mate Jim, who was a guitarist at Desert Rose, he's like, oh, I've got amazing news. I've just bought a brand new hard case for my guitar. And like this guy, I can't remember who it was. It was like someone that had wanted to come with us to like, you know, whatever, sort of just watch us and film us and whatever. And I remember like for three hours straight, this guy had like, no room at all in the car and it was like one of those awkward moments you know when you like go to the cinema and like you've sat in like the middle of somewhere and you need to go to the toilet yeah it's like that situation where it's like i'm really sorry guys but i just need to and i I think these like yeah like jim had a soft case previous to this hard case and they're like massive suitcases aren't they these hard case guitars oh they're fucking awful uh, I just can't even imagine sitting still for like three hours whilst that's on your knees. <laughs> just absolutely ridiculous. Some of the stuff we used to do, some of the sort of, uh, I think most people, if they're in bands, they, they can understand this as making your uh, car boot, basically turning it into Tetris when you're loading up. We drove to Manchester in mm. my Ford. I had a Ford Fiesta at this point. We drove to Manchester once to play a gig. Um, yeah, crammed everything in the car, drove five hours for it. Um, I'm pretty sure like one person showed up uh, and all the other support, there was like eight support bands. They all left, they all fucked off. One person turned up and the promoter was like, uh, I didn't make enough money on the door. I can only pay you a fiver. Yeah. So we got paid five pound to drive to Manchester and on the fucking yeah. way back, well, not even that, the day we were leaving, I was like, oh, God, my car sounds really fucking weird. And Laurie was like, oh, I'll, I'll have a look at it. My fucking exhaust fell off. So <laughs> we had to get like being cured by some cable ties. My fucking cable tie my exhaust back up to the car to stop it scraping on the floor because of how much shit was in there. Imagine so, that going no tea. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. So we, yeah, we literally drove to Manchester for yeah. £5 and I got a fucked exhaust off the back of it. And uh, we never went back. Do not repair until repaired. Several cable ties holding up entire exhaust. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Monitor if necessary. Oh, yeah, on the friendly. MOT, yeah, advisory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your exhaust is fucking off, but the cable ties still look like they're doing their job. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, just an advisory. You'll be all right. Yeah. You get another year out of that, mate. Don't worry about it. Yeah, easy. Yeah, no worries. But yeah, there's good times watching you uh, drive everyone around. I was one of those people, like, I learned how to drive quite late, but I would always, and I genuinely mean always, pay people if they were going to give me a lift somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%, I would give them, like, a fiver for petrol money. I can vouch for that. I don't think it matters now, but... They would drive me, like, three miles, and I'd (laughs) give them a fiver, and they'd be like, oh, I can make a business out of this. But there were some people that were like, mate, I'll buy you a drink as soon as we get to town. And they just literally like never did it. You know, it's one of those situations. I, I, I know. I know yeah. the people. You do. <laughs> no know, yeah. But yeah. Um, I think that is pretty much it. Um, is there anything you wanted to ask me or is there anything you want to uh, mention? Uh, 
I don't know. I, I was mess- when I was messaging you the other day, you said about um, if anyone had any like UFO experiences recently or shit like that, aliens, ghosts. Were oh. you say was were you you were talking about that, weren't you? On your Facebook, you put a status up the other day. Did I? Oh yeah, I did. Sorry, paranormal experiences. Yeah, what's what's your what was that about? What did you want to know? Have you have you had one? Oh yeah, mate. I'll um I'll re-add you to this because we're at twenty four minutes again. And I'll I'll tell you some stories. Go on, I'm uninterested then, to hear. And then we'll go through the meal deal because we can't forget that because that's can't like the most important part of this whole thing, really. Let's be honest. I spent weeks working on this answer. <laughs> the perfect <laughs> the perfect meal deal. What I'll right, do mate. is I'll add you back in a couple of minutes, and we'll go through it. Okay. We'll back and we'll talk about sandwiches. Nice. I'll just be a couple of minutes, so I'll just send you a link in a sec. All right. All right, mate. Yeah, I've got it. Welcome back. Gang, gang, so, third time. So, we're talking about paranormal, yeah? Paranormal, yeah, hit me with it. What you got? Right. Okay, so I've got two. Um, so, one was quite recent. One was when I was a little kid. So, my little kid one was my nan lived in Chester, which isn't the scary bit by itself, but when you, when you <laughs> listen to it... Um, so this this was genuinely quite freaky. So my nan had a six bedroom house, I think it was. Um, I don't quite know how she'd afforded it. She's obviously a drug dealer or something. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone knew her as Auntie Nan. She's a very kind person, a very gentle soul. Um we stayed at her house once after uh, getting a train up from Weymouth to Chester, which is obviously quite exhausting. And I don't know if this is why I think I saw what I saw, but I definitely saw something. So in the middle of the night, I'm about sort of eight, nine years old. Don't really know any different. You know, if someone tells me that ghosts exist. <laughs> <laughs> don't know any different than being an eight, nine year old. <laughs> yeah, you know, if someone tells me something's real, then I'm probably going to believe it, aren't I? I'm quite susceptible and uh all that anyway let's get on with the story so middle of the night i uh woke up went to my mum's room said i need a glass of water please mum uh she got me a glass and said just uh run the tap so i went downstairs saw the tap in the uh kitchen massive kitchen it's got like an island in the middle of it you know like one of those crib ones yeah so um, I went up to the tap, poured some. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too funny. Uh, I, I kept wanting to say to myself that like blood came out the tap. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Some cold. You're like nine years old. Oh, I don't know any differently. Yeah, that's normal. Uh, <laughs> put some put some cold water in the glass. Walked away come out of the kitchen and I heard someone crying and I was like that's not right that doesn't sound like anyone that's currently in this house so I looked around and there was a woman standing over the sink crying and she was wearing a Victorian outfit like all ghosts seem to wear yep um, I asked her because obviously I'm young if she was alright she started walking towards me and before she got to me, she disappeared. She was pure white. 
and I couldn't really make her face out. And every single ghost story I've ever heard has described that exact same thing. So something's got to give here. Either everyone that's ever experienced a ghost is bullshitting and making it all up, or there's definitely some sort of time loop thing of like energy that gets trapped. My um my most recent one was actually at no fort. Can I guess? Was there a woman in a white dress? A woman <laughs> all in white? <laughs> She's trying to give me a glass of water. Crying at a yeah. sink. <laughs> no, um, we were walking along the no fort, like on the side of it, just after that bridge that you get to right at the end of the no fort. Yeah. Um, and I 100% heard a cat in the no fort. And I looked at one of the like windows that you see and they're, they're like completely like stoned off like you can't see through them they're all sort of barred up and they've got brick walls stuff like that and I 100% saw two orange eyes look at me Fuck. and I was just like I'm not as young as I used to be that is definitely weird I was probably about sort of 27 and I was staring at him for ages thinking there's got to be a logical explanation behind this, but I just couldn't figure it out. Obviously, if it was like a light from a, I don't know, like a lighthouse or a boat or something or a car, then it would have moved. But they were just staring straight at me. And it, it messed me up a bit because you kind of think, you know, most people only have one paranormal experience, don't they? Yeah. And then that's kind of it. And you've kind of got a sort of spend your whole life trying to decipher it and you know is there a logical explanation did the door actually open or was there a draft you know yeah all that sort of stuff but yeah i'd quite like to uh quite like to have another one at some point but, um i think it's all about the uh frame of mind that you're in yeah but i i, I quite like being scared like i like yeah being freaked out when like when people tell stories like that i like being like fuck is that real you know what i mean like Shit, the ghosts exist. I, I just, I love the idea of being, being scared. It sounds really stupid because I don't really like watching horror films. But when people talk yeah. about like real life experiences, I, I think it's totally different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I find um, like Paranormal Activity 1 was pretty decent. But um, it was very exaggerated. Yeah. Um, and then they just started churning them out to the point where we're now at like paranormal activity eight or something mental. Yeah. And uh, it makes money. So they're going to keep doing it. So. I will say though, I can't remember which one it was, but the one with the connect boy, the Xbox connect. Oh that was... yeah. That, that was pretty good. Do you know what? I think, didn't we go to the cinema together to see that one? Oh mate, if we did, could you imagine? <laughs> I think we did. I think there was literally I think there was honestly like seven or eight of us. Oh my god. I remember going to Matty's house when we were quite young. And I can't remember what we watched. But two um, girls one cup. Thinking... No, it wasn't two girls one cup. <laughs> after. Um Ross was there. And I think Ross had turned Matty's front room into a silly band gig and they completely covered the front room. Yeah, with I remember that. Um, I can't remember what horror film we watched, but I just remember there was like a jump scare just before the jump scare. 
I think I screamed ghost at the top of my lungs. And literally, everyone in the room completely lost their shit. <laughs> they were like, oh my god, Ben, you're scared of me. <laughs> these people haven't ever like, met before, so I'm yeah. now just Ben to them. You've got you work out on you in this one with the editing and things like that. No, it's fine. You can just chain them all together. <clears throat> oh, fine. Okay, good. So, yeah, it's, that was my fault. Up. I'd like to add on that one. Oh, was it you, was it? <clears throat> yeah, I am. Um, I just touched my phone screen to make sure it didn't time out. I just pressed the <laughs> one fucking half inch of my screen that says close. Brilliant. <laughs> That's what that was. Cool, cool. So, yeah, I was a bit of a joker back in the day. I think I've calmed down quite a lot, but um, I am one of these people, and Oscar can sort of vouch for me on this, that if there's an opportunity for a joke, then I'm going to take it with both hands. Yeah. I've always, I've always been a bit like that. But, yeah, um, two pretty weird stories for you for, for you all to digest out in there out in internet land so um we're now at that stage oscar where we're talking sandwiches we're talking oh, wraps mate. we're talking subs <clears throat> um what is your favorite meal deal oh joy I, I have like cold sweats thinking about this like <laughs> do you ever remember that facebook page rate my meal deal oh yeah and people would be so brutal on it. They'd be like, oh, I, I can't even think of an insult that's like even a fraction of how bad it was. But yeah, Rate My Meal Deal was like the worst page. Yeah. And I was used to like think, I'll put a picture up one day and I'll get them to Rate My Meal Deal and everyone would be yeah. like, this is the best fucking meal I've ever seen in my life. You've achieved yeah. world peace like through this meal deal. Um, 10 out of 10, yeah. 10 out of 10, yeah, that's it. Like, no, no insult's good enough. This is the best 10 out of 10 would eat. Um, oh, I mean, are we talking like supermarket or okay, I mean, realistically, supermarkets are the best meal deals. Um, so I always go with Tesco, but that's purely because I drive quite a lot and it's just convenient for me. There's quite okay. uh, heavy debates I've had with people on this before where they're like, can I talk about boots? Can I talk about Waitrose? Can I talk about Sainsbury's? So, yeah, any 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 place is game. Let me just straight up say, like, we're, I'm going to do this by process of elimination. So I love one, the way you're approaching this. I fucking Marks and Spencers, so <laughs> Marks and Spencers don't do meal deals. They're fucking shit. But okay. their chicken and bacon sandwich is insane. Also, Marks and Spencers bacon rashers are like next level. But that's not yeah, a meal deal. So that's like we'll push that out of the way. That's not even a meal deal. I don't think as to do a meal deal, do they? You have to literally no. piece it together. You have to no, buy the sandwich. I've spoken about this publicly in the past. Yeah, that's bullshit, if, if isn't it? Asda, right, if Asda could make some sort of club card and they could make a meal deal, I wouldn't ever shop anywhere else. Straight up. Nah, I think, I honestly, respectfully, Ben, you're a fucking moron because that is <laughs> <laughs> the worst place. Fair enough. I, I, I genuinely think Sainsbury's are the worst. Their like, sandwiches are so bland and dry. So never, yes. never Sainsbury's. As they're pretty piss poor as well. Um, I would say supermarket, Tesco are the kings of the meal deal. Yes. Um, price, yes. value wise, and just just the, the, oh my God, their choices. Do you know, yeah, you can get, so ridiculous. You can yeah, get they're... meatball marinara subs yeah. in a Tesco meal deal, in like the Tesco and Dorch. They've got yeah. like Rustler's burgers. You yeah. can get, oh man, honestly, I'm like drooling at the thought of it. Um, yes. But I honestly think, if I'm being totally honest, 
the best meal deal, value for money, and taste wise is Boots. Okay. Um, okay. Three three pound thirty nine. I get a chicken triple. So you yep. get chicken salad, chicken stuffing, chicken and bacon. I get Walker's cheese and onion max ridged crisps. Yeah. And a nice. bottle of doc and a bottle of Dr Pepper. Paprika, mate. Maxed ridge. No, I'm I, honestly I'm a bit of a basic bitch for that. It's cheese and onion. Um, but sick. That sandwich is like three quid in itself. Dog's pepper is one pound fifty, and the crisps are a quid. So you're literally getting like all that food for three pound thirty nine. But the yeah. sandwiches just taste good as well. They are just like they're they're tasty. It's not shit and bland like Sainsbury's. Yeah. I honestly, I th- I think I'm gonna have to go with boots. Boots meal deal. What I just said, yeah. Chicken triple, cheese and onion, max ridged, and a Dr Pepper. Okay. So the problem I have with that is cheese and onion crisps. Now, oh, let me explain before before you get carried away and try. No, and I'll get you. Right. Oh, it's too late, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm, li- I'm livid. Oh, you're not even going to share the podcast, are you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, fucking, I'm hanging up I'm now. I'm not associating myself with this garbage. <laughs> um, when I was little, all I would eat is cheese and onion crisps to the point where it was actually ridiculous. So, so you're blaming your like, childhood trauma on Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't eat cheese and onion crisps, mate. It made me feel sick. I was the same with prawn cocktail. They were always the crisps yeah. that was left in the 24 multi-pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like bounties as celebrations, aren't they? Yeah, so I'd just like yeah. eat like eight packs of prawn cocktail until I was sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from that, I'd say that's a pretty top tier meal deal. That's not bad, is it? No, it's a good one. I think that's the first ever. Was it Boots? Boots. I think that's the first ever entry for Boots. I know we've got a few people coming up. It's so funny. I messaged like, <laughs> I messaged pretty big musicians saying, "Do you fancy coming on for a podcast for a, like an hour?" Well, like Ross. one of them, one of them has gotten back to me and gone. Um, can I talk about Boots Meal Deals? And that's like literally the only thing he's come back to. No, not Ross. Not Ross, no. I feel oh. like... Go on. I feel like if if you like test the waters, because I work in town, I feel like I'm just yeah. blowing my own trumpet, because I work in town, I have for like my whole life. I've used to work in Tesco, so like I've, I've had my fair share of meal deal combinations. Mm, yeah. But um, I just feel like if you're getting a meal deal, you got to get a triple sandwich. Because mm. realistically, the idea of it is you want your value for your money, don't you? You do. You want. You really want to fucking milk it. You want to get like a grab bag yeah. of Monster Munch. You want to get a triple want... sandwich. You want the biggest energy drink possible, really, don't you? Yeah. I Imagine. remember there was like... Go on. I remember there was absolute bedlam when Tesco... Yeah. Tesco... <laughs> Tesco took Dr Pepper out of the meal deal and I refused to get a meal deal from Tesco until they brought it back and they have now I was about to say can you imagine right you go into Tesco's and you buy like a meal deal that should be like seven quid and it's three quid imagine the next day they go bankrupt imagine how guilty you'd feel <laughs> what, well, <I'm... laughs> I don't think I would I think uh, I'll salute to the uh, I would go down with the ship like the Titanic would you? eating my uh, what club club sandwich? Chicken club in Tesco is the sandwich I'd go for if you wanted to know. It would taste even better because you've got the employees like tears in them. Yeah, basically. Um, Glory. Nice. Ah, uh, John. Ah, uh, no. I'm I'm sticking with boots. I'm sticking with boots. 
But Tesco's chicken Caesar wraps are god tier. They are good, actually. The wraps are good. But I, I, I never you mean get about a wrap. Sandwiches, though. Yeah, I never get a wrap in the meal deal because I don't think it's good value for money. No. Oh that's, god, that's my two. Out. You need to check huh? out the previous episode. You need to check out Sam's meal deal. What was it? Was I'll check it. Yeah. I'll check it out. But what was it? Was it like? It was like a hoisin duck wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pack of popcorn and a bottle a bottle of water. Oh and the my only god. Way it could have been any worse as if he said fizzy water. Like Spa- yeah, sparkling water. If there was flavor- someone out there drinking fizzy water, please contact me because I really want you on the podcast. What flavoured popcorn? Uh, plain. What do you mean plain? Oh just no, no flavour, just popped popped corn. Just popcorn, you know, not sweet, corn. not sweet or salted, just popped corn. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Sweet or salted popcorn, what are we saying? Mixed, mixed. Oh, yeah, so far, it's got to be sweet, it's got to be sweet because otherwise, yeah, you're but just but drinking it's... shitloads of fizzy drink to try and sparkling water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> handful of popcorn and sparkling water. Um. It is literally best of both worlds. Yeah. Don't you think it's funny how you can have such like in-depth debates about other, with other people about what foods they're into? I love it. I I actually one of the reasons I started doing this was because I was working from home and I I was on a bit of a lunch break once and I checked out Jack Mate's Happy Hour podcast. Oh yeah. There was an episode where they were due to have a guest and they pulled out last minute. And they ended up just talking about their favourite takeaways and meal deals. Mm. And, mate, I've never in my life become more engaged with a podcast for an hour. They were just talking about, like, do you prefer Papa John's or Domino's pizza? And I was absolutely hooked. And I love, like, hearing what other people have to say, because essentially, you know, when it comes down to, like, takeaways and stuff, you've only really got, like, six or seven choices. Yeah. So I just love finding out what people like the most. You know? I also think it's good. It turns you on to like other stuff as well, like stuff that you never thought of. Like, yeah, have you ever I tried? Think... Who doesn't eat? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever tried any of like the McDonald's secret menu items? I've heard mixed things about this. I've heard from I... employees that there's no such thing. I mean,. <laughs> In America, it is American. I'm pretty sure that if you do it in the UK, you have to DIY it. So, like, you can get a McFlurry and an apple pie, and you smush the McFlurry, the apple pie into the McFlurry, and it's like, oh, that's insane. Um, but honestly, my like burger of choice from McDonald's, I never get a meal. I just get a double cheeseburger yeah. and a mayo chicken, and I put the mayo chicken inside the double cheeseburger. It's called okay. a muk. It's called a muk gang bang. Oh my god. If you go to honestly, if you go to a Mackey's in America and you say, "Can I have a McGangbang?" They'll make it for you. Yeah. Um, but it's so it's literally like bread, beef, bread, chicken, bread, bread, beef. You know, it's so like honestly, yeah. but it's so good because you can literally taste every single layer. I don't know what it is. I've tried it before with a Big Mac and a McChicken sandwich, just like to test the waters. It was like a controlled experiment. But like the Big Mac sauce is too overwhelming, and then like the chicken patty for the McChicken sandwich is, is just too strong. It has yeah. to be the same as menu. So double cheeseburger uh, and a mayo chicken. That's it because you split 
the double cheeseburger. So yeah, it's beef, it's bun beef. Then you put the whole chicken burger in, and then it's beef bun. If that makes sense. Yeah. But it's no. like it's just that perfect combination of beef and chicken. It's so good. Yeah, I've also heard people like eating beef burgers and fillet of fish at the same time. Yeah, um, and a chicken. It's called a land, air, and sea burger. Oh right, yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, so it's beef, fillet of fish, and chicken, land, air, and yeah. sea. <laughs> I love the name. Brilliant. <laughs> Pretty honestly, if yeah. this would be a new segment on your podcast, you need to like find secret menu items from all these different takeaways and just uh, see if people have heard of them. If you have heard of a land, sea, and a air burger, then uh, drop me a DM on Instagram. Because I'd love to, uh, I'd love to learn some more. I've never tried that because I I can't stand fish. I hate fish, so I've never tried that one. But I yeah. I feel like it, you know, I could probably get on it. I yeah, it's not the worst I could probably ever eat. But I'm just I wouldn't go out my way to order it. Not when they've got a gangbang waiting for me. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, something I was meant to ask you actually is how we met. Just on a completely different note, can you how remember? No, do you know what? I honestly, I think, I think I saw you stood outside of a school, <laughs> and I thought, no, 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 please, there's a man I want to report. Brilliant. Um, honestly, hell. mate, I don't know. I feel like it was just through like friend of friends. Maybe this is what I said. Maybe Elena house party. Maybe you heard me singing "Kiss My Rose" before you saw me. That was definitely not the way we met. <laughs> Because I wouldn't um, have gone any further. Yeah, no, that would have been it. I would have just gone home. <laughs> Seven all times. Yeah, that was um, funny that, that night. I remember there was... I got. I keep getting... When I go on my memories on Facebook, it's like tagged in a status. And yeah. it'll be like a video from me at Lane's house now of like... Headbutted the shower or something. Remove or tag. Like, yeah, remove tag. Or just like slipped my own piss or something like that. Yeah. I think I met you through Matty. Probably. 90% of the people I've met. I was like, 90% of the disappointments in my life have been through Matty. So, um, makes sense. Makes sense that you're yeah. one of them. I think it was uh, probably Finns. Like, once again, nearly 10 people on this podcast have said we've met through Finns. But yeah, I think we, uh, we both um, just wanted a good time, really, didn't we? Just quite sort of extroverted and outgoing. And we just wanted yeah. to sort of entertain people and make them laugh which is interesting because Finns is like it's almost like a, a black hole area for me now yeah, not like yeah. not in like a shitty way but i mean if i'm ever on a night out it used to always be let's go to Finns for a few drinks but now i you know it's like it's not on my radar anymore and i didn't even like mean it in like a yeah a shitty way but i just feel like it's almost like the like the new generation have taken over Finns. yeah so like you're, the younger you're... goths You've done your bit. I've done my you, bit. You don't have society. to keep going there, sort of thing. Yeah, You've I'll just time. go to um, rendezvous. Yeah, I think Finns is a really good place to either start or finish your night. Um, uh, yeah, I think yeah. I've definitely done both as well. Yeah, I think Finns is a good sort of... It depends on the night, though. It was quite a weird place because... It would attract completely different audiences based on who was playing. Yeah. It was kind of like a sort of venue that could do all of it in one go. I think what it is, is 99% of the time, whenever I'd go out 
it would be with like Matty, and because Matty doesn't really ever go out anymore, mm. I don't really go out. No, I don't ever go because Matty doesn't go out. He's not like my 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 parent or like my guardian. He's but because <laughs> but because Matt never goes out, I never go to Finns anymore, sort of thing. Yeah, I know what That's you mean. Probably the, the only way I can describe it. Yeah, some of my nights out though, I've literally just like gone out by myself and I've just like met loads of people and it's just been like a really good time and it's been completely unplanned. Or like I'll go out with like two or three people that I know and end up meeting like seven or eight people that I kind of knew like once removed. Yeah. And sometimes the best nights out are completely unplanned, aren't they? I just think of like you just like stood next to like a group of like five people. Yeah. They're like having a chat and a conversation and you're like, just stood just laughing. in earshot. <laughs> and they're like, let's go for a cigarette. And you're like, you follow them and you don't even smoke and they're all smoking. Yeah. And you're still just stood there with the same drink. Like, this is fun, guys. <laughs> again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gets the end of the night and they're like, yeah, it gets the end of the night and they're like, mate, who the fuck are you? You've been yeah. following us around for like six and a half hours. Yeah. Oh, cheers for coming out, Dave. We uh, we really like you. My name is Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, I think that's a good opportunity to wrap it up. Yeah, that was good. That was uh, Oscar George, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, really. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on, Oscar. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. This is, honestly, it's, it's a really fun little thing you're doing here. I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's easy to do as well. I suggest anyone that's slightly interesting, unlike me, to uh, start a podcast because it's uh, just so easy to do. But do you ever find your appeal is because you aren't interesting, like Carl Pilkington in a way? He's yeah, so that, uninteresting yeah. that he's like fascinating. Mm. I've actually got um, Jim coming on in a couple of weeks and he's going to uh, interview me for a change. Ooh. So we can find out more about me. Sounds a bit narcissistical, but um, I was gonna say, yeah, that would be a very, very viewed podcast. But <laughs> I think that's a sort of um, common thing at the moment, where a lot of people have kind of just run straight into the podcast scene, and they've um, not really taken the time to explain who they are. Mm. So they're kind of just interviewing like massive celebrities, but they kind of don't really have a identity themselves. If that makes sense. No, yeah, I totally get what you mean. Like, if you're interviewing Ricky Gervais, no one really cares who you are. <clears throat> you just want to hear Ricky. But yeah, I kind of want to uh, cover all my bases and uh, have a chat. So, yeah, well, I, look forward to hearing, I look forward to hearing that, mate. Yeah, please uh, please subscribe and all that sort of stuff. If you're new, if you're not new, then uh, hello. <laughs> hello. I'm not really good at this. <laughs> but yeah, cheers for uh, coming on. We'll have to uh, get you on at some point um, if you want to uh, chat about anything else in particular. Um, if I think paranormal. so, I'll message you. I'll be like, mate, we've got, we got to talk about this. Yeah, paranormal, video games, movies, TV shows. I, I want, mm-hmm. actually, whilst I'm on this, I want to talk about The Mandalorian next time. I want to give oh, people mate, yeah. a chat. That's like a two-hour podcast in itself. I want to talk about both seasons in one episode, so I'll, I'll let people catch up first because season three is not until December this year. No, it's not. It's uh, December next year. It's, this year is it? the book of this year is the book of Boba Fett. Isn't there <clears> Obi <throat> one as well? 
Uh, yeah, it actually starts recording. Oh, when was it? It's production in March. They've they've literally built a set for it in the UK, um, oh, right. to like this past week or so. But um, yeah, probably start filming earlier this year. Um, oh, Boba okay. Fett series is this year. Mandalorian season three is next year. So mm-hmm. there you go. If anyone ever needs any TV guide advice, then Oscar's your man when it comes to Disney. just just on Star Wars. No, nothing else. I can't tell you when the next season of Pretty Little Liars coming out, but um. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll uh, send you some links to Red Sea's Fire in a minute. Yes. And, Cheers, uh, dude. So tomorrow, I've actually got a sort of bonus episode with a bodybuilder called Scott Biles. Um, being January, I want to try and sort of keep up the fitness chat that we're sort of generating. Uh, Oscar's kind of the uh, disruptor and the the comedy side, because it can't just all be about fitness for four weeks straight, because obviously it gets a bit boring doesn't it but um yeah i've had a really good time talking to you oscar so uh yeah likewise please, uh, please share this when you can i'll upload it tonight and uh hopefully we'll get some listens on it legend cheers dude thanks for having me nice one see you in a bit have a good one mate bye cheers. take care bye